following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Those of you who got an invite, welcome to NerdProm. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. Welcome to Finding Nerd, a Genesis RPG podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system from Fantasy Flight Games, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the player's and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Chris Holmes, and we are absent our beloved Stefan Dragonspawn today. How are you doing, Chris? Um, I'm sad because Stefan isn't here, but no, I'm recovering from my weekend. <clears throat> I did uh, a, a drive from North Carolina up to Boston with my wife, and I have to rant just for a moment that I don't believe federally funded interstate highways should have fucking tolls. I shouldn't have to pay for tolls because I've already paid for them with my goddamn federal tax, income tax. And New Jersey... <laughs> And Connecticut and New York, I'm looking at you fuckers, your roads suck. <laughs> you gotta fix the roads if I'm paying for them, you bastards. Anyways, I'm doing good. I'm pretty excited about this show tonight, to be honest. Rant off. Rant off. <laughs> we'll flip that off. <laughs> How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing pretty good. Had a decent day off. Uh, mm-hmm. Took the day off today. I had blood work this morning, so um, we're recording on a Monday. It's not usual for us. We usually record on Sunday night, but... Mm-hmm. It was a scheduling thing with uh, yourself and your trip, so, yeah. you know, wasn't a bad deal, though. Got to spend it with the wife, so. Perfect. Um, t- but today's show, we are going to be continuing our Founder Focus episodes, and we were going, we're going to be having a special guest, so why don't we just get right on over into that? Let's do it. We are in the part of the show where called the People of Genesis, where we introduce and riff with a special guest tonight from the Genesis community, one of our community leaders, Scott Zumwalt. But before we get into that, we have a short little message from Stefan's sister, Stephanie Drag Queen Spawn. Hello, my lovely Tony and my Uncle Chris. Darlings, I miss you both. I am so sorry that I have not been able to pop into your fabulous show. But Stefan, he never tells me when you will be recording. He is so mean to me, his big sister. But never mind that. I was still able to find out about this episode. Alas, my busy, busy party schedule. I do all the party circuits, you you know, my darling, prevents me from attending this particular episode. But I was able to record a little something, a little something strange to introduce your guest. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) 
he is responsible for such products as the Zinizinzikzikzik uh, Guide to Magic, uh, something like that, uh, the expanded fear guidelines, and various character sheets, and so much more that he's created for Genesis. So with no further ado, let's welcome the talent, prolific, or talented, and prolific and passionate Scott Zumwalt. Have a great show, all of you, Scott. If Chris and Tony have not done a good job interviewing you, let me know and I will discipline them. Ciao, bye bye my darlings, I hug you and kiss you in naughty places. Alright, so, welcome Scott. <laughs> That was hello. <laughs> yeah, that that's a that's a that was interesting. Uh, I dearly love Stephanie. That's right. <laughs> uh, what a sassy old gal. Anyhow, yes. <laughs> uh, so Scott, let's get right into it. Um, so, oh, nice. what would you like to tell us about yourself? Our first question that we always ask our guests is, "Who is Scott?" or "Who is X?" <laughs> so, who is Scott Zumble? You have a lot of Scots on, huh? Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, um, just a regular type dude, I guess. Uh, no, um, I mean, in relation to Genesis, uh, so I run, um, the Facebook group, the subreddit, the discord server, the lesser known MeWe group. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically if there's an online presence that isn't being directly controlled by fantasy flight games, I'm the one running it. Sweet. So you don't do much. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. I'm just the literal glue of this community now. That's fine. <laughs> just kidding. Now, now, some people know you by another name. Drain Smith, right? That would be my, my Reddit username or my username that happens to whatever need it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there, you know, my Dropbox, that my Drain Smith's <laughs> Dropbox dispensary of Genesis that's right. Which has all the all the weird, crazy stuff that I've made over the past uh, two years now. Has it been two Pretty years? Oh, sure, least, we filled your pockets dude, with pieces of awesome for okay. that a while back. Yeah, oh, um, I think I think I'm the person with the most pieces of awesome. You might be. You which, might be. While I'm here, um, I'd like to spend those. What can oh. I buy? Uh, um, well, uh, express tickets to visit anywhere you'd like. <laughs> really? In game. In game. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> what can you spend them on? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they're real. They're nice and shiny, aren't they? <laughs> I, I guess I haven't received them yet. Oh, oh bummer. Man, damn, the damn check <laughs> never arrives when it's supposed to. <laughs> Though I do have to say, you're, you had your, um, your site up there at one point. I think you were said, you know, everything you need in Genesis. And we made a comment. I made a comment on That's the show. Right. It doesn't have everything you need just <laughs> one sentence and all of a sudden i think we you sent us like an email or something go hey why don't you go check the dropbox and sure enough yeah there, there's your lady in red <laughs> the lady in red well done sir i had to in person well kind of in person um say thank you that was cool yeah. <laughs> that was pretty yeah, fun no problem that was pretty good no problem <clears throat> so chris why don't you yeah. kick us off with the Let's... generic questions that we go through with most of our guests here sounds good so hey what did you cut your rpg little baby teeth on what 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 would you start with so my my very first rpg mm -hmm. is that what we're asking the very first uh the first one actually be vampire the masquerade Ooh. oh 
Yeah. That's cool. Circa um, late 80s, early 90s? Uh, no, it came out in late 90s. Okay. Um, let's see. But uh, I was high school in high school in 93 to 97. Um, okay. And so that was the that was the perfect time for most people to get into role playing, and uh, that was the the heyday of Vampire. Yeah. It just happened to be the first one that came across me. Cool. Uh, short a- shortly after that, I you know mm-hmm. played a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, you know, Second Edition, um, and then then I really got into Werewolf and Mage, uh, and those those were my my really near and dear to my heart games. Nice. I, I am currently running. I'm currently running Chris and Daryl and a bunch of my grognards through a werewolf campaign on every other Saturday night for mm-hmm. the first time Chris is getting to play it. So that's it. why we're, why we're chuckling. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's, mm, it's pretty good, but cool. I've, I've kind of distanced myself from werewolf itself. I mean, cause it's, it hasn't aged well. A lot of the, the white wolf stuff, there's a lot of like sexism and racism stuff. The racism mm. stuff, not so much. Like they kind of, but they do have this weird kind of vibe to things that really hasn't aged well. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I generally don't uh, avoid the uh, a lot of the materials in the books and whatnot, and just do my own creations mm. with it. Keep the yeah. systems. Yeah. Um, do that cool with just system. about everything I run. So. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of running things. Um, or playing. Uh, when did you begin playing or GMing Genesis slash Star Wars? Which one did you begin with? Let's see. Um, yeah, I definitely played Star Wars first. Uh, somebody, like a girlfriend of a friend, like ran it for us one time. And I was like, this is amazing. Uh, instantly fell in love with it. Um, but I didn't get a chance to really play it again for a long time. Um I don't think I actually ran any Star Wars until after Genesis had come out. Oh, okay. Um, Just a few years ago then. Yeah. Um, cool. But I started running Genesis like probably like a month after the book dropped. Um, and ran it for a group um, doing a modern horror setting, which eventually became something strange. Sweet. Nice. Which is yeah. what we're going to be so, talking to you about tonight. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> so, what um, who or what inspired you to just start doing all of this writing and creating this? Do you freelance writer? So, I got, I don't know if freelance is really um, the right word for it because no company like hires me to do this. Like, I haven't done any like stuff for officially for FFG. Um, it's just what I have on the Foundry. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. That's technically freelance writing. Technically, uh, technically but <laughs> no one said, hey, Scott, I want you to write this thing, right? Like, make me five monsters for right. your modern horror setting or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like, anybody, come throw your crap up there. We don't give a shit. <laughs> awesome. Um, but, um, but, yeah, the the Foundry, opening that, that opening up got me really involved in this, and... Uh, I was going to try to start angling to get an FFG freelance job because, um, you know, I have become more acquainted with a lot of the people that are FFG freelancers or were. We don't know if still are. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's hope. And uh, they're, you know, giving some advice on how to how to break into that world. And I was going to start doing that. And then, you know, it all just crumbled around us. So <laughs> it's fine. Mm. Well, with... With that, do you have any advice 
for people who want to contribute to the community? Um, new just, setting, adventures. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Just make your stuff. Make it. Write it out. Even if it's just the worst thing ever. It doesn't matter. Just make things and put them out there. That's all you got to do. And it's the they're going to suck. Like they're they're if it's the first thing you make, it's going to be terrible. And you just got to be okay with that. The only thing you got to do is listen to the critiques. You know, the actual people that are giving you real feedback, not just this sucks, I hate it, fuck you. Like <laughs> uh like, well, I didn't like this part, but I think this other part is pretty good. So like work with that and build on it and just try to get better. Cool. That's all. That's good. But but putting it out there is really the, is the biggest step you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still working on that. <laughs> but <laughs> we are <laughs> um, we're slow. Uh so I have a follow-up with that, and that is because of – this is an added question that we've recently added um, because of all the n- recent news about Genesis. Do you have any advice for bewildered fans in this time oh. about creating things for Genesis? I know you're still creating, uh, even yeah. after we've gotten all the bad news of recently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Foundry shouldn't be going anywhere. Um, so go ahead and just make something and put it up there, right? Don't it don't matter. Just just yeah. make it anyway. And even if the foundry goes away, make your thing and put it out for free. Mm-hmm. Right? Like just it's about creating. I I like getting the few extra bucks. Right? It helps me out. It's cool. It's a nice extra little thing. But I, I mean, I'm not doing it for the money. Like I mm-hmm. I it I've made twenty six hundred dollars in the past six months. Like no, I can't. There's hmm. no. <laughs> There's no supporting anything on that. That probably went a little further than our 50 pieces of awesome. Or yeah. That <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it buys real things from real people <laughs> in the real world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Onda, this is one of our questions that one of our listeners always asks us. So we ended up just putting it into our standard uh, mm-hmm. questions. And this one is uh, Have you done any world building, which you have? Uh, in yeah. something strange, and if so, any advice you would give to our listeners about world building and how you did it, or did you follow a formula or anything like that? Um, one of the things that I do when I'm doing any kind of world building is uh, to uh, this sound kind of stupid, but um, you know, uh, think globally, act locally, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So you've got an overarching idea about your whole world. You don't really want to talk about the whole world from the start. Um, you can you can cover some of those things, but if you zoom in on a really specific area and flesh that out entirely, get it all the details in this really small area, and then build out from there. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. So, how how often do you get the GM? Um, I, I was doing it almost every week. It's my, my something strange game has stopped. And, uh, right after I moved, I couldn't, I've been having a hard time, uh, getting my group to get together. Um, there's been some like, it's some, some relationship breakups also occurred, uh, Mm -hmm. with some of the players. So that may just be done. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Here you go. These things happen. Yeah. But then I also do um, uh, almost a monthly Star Wars group with my employees uh, when I'm in Los Angeles. 
uh, and sometimes over Discord. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. All righty then. Yeah, that kind of answers the... the yeah, the that answers question. our follow-up question. <laughs> yeah. How many games do you have going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you used to have two, it's now one. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Well, we do have one listener question that was uh, kind of, well, it seemed like it went well here because it kind of answered also one of our questions. So from Jeremy Hall, we have, I got something strange while it was free before the Foundry was released. It looked amazing, and even I, I even recommended it to friends. Should I purchase the Foundry edition, and why? In other words, I would like to hear Scott's pitch on why everyone, including those that bought the pre-Foundry version, should purchase the Foundry product. And that was going to be our question. Was uh, One of them was going to be to have you pitch it. So, mm. Okay. Well, uh, in terms of the differences between the pre-Foundry version and the current one, I don't really remember at this point. Uh, I know that one of the major things I did was remove the fairies. Um, they weren't fleshed out enough. And uh, I didn't feel like they were appropriate to be in the paid product, the paid product. Uh, so those were those were pulled out. Um, the other thing is, I, I think I went through a few more iterations of playtesting. Uh, so some of the aspects of it are going to be a little tighter in the paid version. Um, also, that older version is going to have, I think it has a bunch of... Um, Realms of Terranoth and Shadow of the Beanstalk talents in them, uh, which I, of course, had to remove and replace with something that was um, basically the same thing with the serial numbers filed off, um, which I, in some cases it actually works better. Uh, I actually prefer that version. Uh, for instance, the whatever that Terranoth talent is that lets, uh, lets people use... Um, Agility for... Um, oh, I think it's finesse it, or something. Yeah, finesse. So I yeah. swapped out finesse. Um, I think I bumped it a tier up and then took off the choice of, of weapons. So you had to choose if you were going to do which type rather than just any. Um, and it really made it tighter inside of something strange because it's it's less of this high fantasy. Gotcha. Right. Well, cool. then, yeah, yeah. Cool. there's there some other like tweaking of gear and stuff, a, a bunch of little tiny tweaks that just made it a much tighter system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a more precise and well edited version. Yes, mm-hmm. it's much much more well edited. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, there you go, folks. If you haven't picked it up, pick it up. All right. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Well, I mean, I don't care. At this point. <laughs> Well, we do have a bunch of setting-specific questions, and All right. Chris Chris did a lion's share of these. So, um, I'm I think you answered our first one, but I'm going to go ahead and re-ask it, and um, and then I'll let Chris kind of take over from there. But so our first question is: How did the concept of something strange evolve in mm. in your process? Yeah, I can give you a much more detailed answer than uh, before. So, <clears throat> as I said, it started out as my first Genesis game. Um, and it started out, uh, because, uh, one of the players wanted to do a monster of the week game, uh, powered by the apocalypse. Uh, and I was like, well, I'm not really familiar with this. 
but Genesis just came out and it's based on Star Wars and it's awesome. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to I'm just going to wing it. You guys have the CRB, the core rulebook. Um, just pick whatever stuff out of there, and I'm just going to make up monsters on the fly, and I'm going to just come up with some kind of weird ass plot, and we'll just go from there. And they're like, "All right," and it was shaky at first, kind of learning how how to build adversaries and encounters on the fly with random assortment of player skill level and character options, but uh, it shaped up into a thing. Cool. Cool, and that's been that's been what probably would you say probably two almost three years maybe been kind of evolving. It, yeah, whenever Genesis came out, um, yeah. I think it was maybe a full year a full mm-hmm. year of actually developing it before mm-hmm. it became like the mm-hmm. version that I put out, and then cool. you know shortly after that got tweaked into the version I put on the Foundry. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So at what point? So at what point did you say, "Hey, I want to share this with the community," and what made you do that? <clears throat> uh, I think once I had like a minimally viable setting, okay. I just had like the bare minimum you can say, yeah, that's a setting. Um, I just put it out, put some graphics on it, toss it out there. Hey guys, what do you think of this? Yeah, which is my which is my advice. Do exactly that. Build your minimal viable product and toss it out the door. There you go. There you go. Okay, well, how much research into urban myth did you do for the adversaries? Because you've got some kind of urban legends. Yeah, Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. um, Seems like it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, yeah, I'd, like, look up, like, all kinds of weird urban legends, urban myths. Like, which of these could actually be, like, a monster that I could stat up? Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of of urban myths um, tend to be weird little ghost stories or Mm -hmm. things that I know this creepy thing happens if you go over this bridge. Like, well, I can't really make that a monster. It'd be kind of a story we can kind of write up, but it's not really a monster in itself. Um, but you end up with things like the Chupacabra, um, Mothman. These are these are things that exist. Skunk Apes was the was the one that I had learned about, uh, which is a, a Florida thing, evidently. I don't even know what they're based on, but they're just, <laughs> awesome. Florida, like, Georgia, yeah. It's yeah, the right. it's the it's the Florida Sasquatch, basically. Awesome. But yeah, he's crazy. Oh, that's and cool. So, oh, crud, I had a follow-up question of my own, an audible, but I, lo- I lost it already. Let's forget it. It's gone. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. It'll come back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so um, so the, the human archetypes that you've created, um, pretty useful in any human-centric setting, um, and they pretty much complement the ones that are in the core because you added... You know the three more stats that they're based on, or characteristics mm-hmm. that they're based on. And do you do do you allow them in other games that you that you play? Like if if you do some, if you run Star Wars or anything mm-hmm. else, you do. Well, not if I not if I ran Star Wars because they have none of it really translates over. Nah, that's um, true. <clears throat> uh, but if I were to run some other game, like a like just a regular modern game, uh, then yeah, I would totally just use those, uh, and I'm fully intended to. Uh, should I make another setting that's in the, you know just humans, um, I was in the process of making um, a near future sci-fi setting, which mm-hmm. part of it's in my Dropbox. You can kind of see the world yeah. building I did with that, mm-hmm. and I think I only have it's. It's not even minimally viable, but uh, I have my I have, I have my setting in there. 
Yeah, I've you got the marrow it. on the bones, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's about it. Uh, and then, then there's so many things happen, and I haven't gotten to back to get to back. Understandable to with all the moving and whatnot. I did remember yeah. my follow-up question. And oh, that okay. is, what is that? That is, um, I'm sure our listeners are going to want to know this. Are you looking at adding more adversaries in the future? Oh, um, kind of. Yes, uh, I. Just the other night, I had a brilliant idea for another um, additional, like supplement for something strange to expand it a little bit. Um, it's gonna need more adversaries, so I'm gonna probably put the put those in there. Nice. Um, a while back, I had a vague idea of just doing an adversary add-on, just adversaries, a whole bunch of different monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but nah, I figured I'd actually put a bunch of things into it instead. Well, you could take a page right out of Keith Kappel's book and just do them one at a time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I could just do a single adversary and like really get its background in a whole bunch of information about it. But nah, I'm super lazy. <laughs> oh, our kind of guy. Understandable. Yeah, definitely. I'll che- I'll drink to that. All right. So the next the yeah, next ahead, question uh, was the weapon noise rules. This was uh, uh, Chris uh, really was. Uh, <laughs> He loved it. He said, weapon noise sounds so obvious, pun intended. Uh, what made you think to create special rules for weapon noise? So this was necessary because in a modern horror setting, you see so many people using primitive weapons along next to the modern weapons. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, you know, in Buffy, you see so many people with, like, bows and whatever weird stuff. Um, crossbows. So, like, why would someone choose to use that over a rifle? Mm-hmm. Right? They they do less damage. Like, they're not nearly as deadly. There's a reason we don't use them anymore. So, mm-hmm. in what reason would someone have that? Well, like, well, mainly because it's silent. So, there is no rules for making any kind of noise. So, let's let's pop a pop a noise uh, rule in there, and then everything followed. Yeah, yeah, That's, your your solution was elegant, by the way. Thank you. Pretty much. I try for I try for the elegant solutions. Simple. Keep it simple, right? <clears throat> yeah. So Okay. Let's see. What's the, Oh. Uh, so the All right. So let me so on page 13 of Something mm. Strange, there is a um talent called Dangerous Casting. Let yes. me read it first. Okay. Um, so it's a tier one, incidental, not ranked. Um, your character may use this talent to reduce the difficulty of casting a spell by a number of um, purple dice, difficulty dice, up to their ranks in the appropriate knowledge skill for your magic used. Minimum of easy. For each level of difficulty reduced in this manner, upgrade the difficulty of the check once. That's freaking awesome, especially for... Uh, like a modern setting that magic is kind of scary. Um, mm-hmm. What made you? What what inspired you to create that? That's that's pretty cool. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I needed I needed more magic talents, um, so I had. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, I have this setting where I've got. I did a bunch of werewolf and a bunch of vampire talents, um, and all of the magic talents are in Tiranoth. And I was like, well, I can't I can't use those, um, and they're a little little too much. Some of them, mm-hmm. uh, so. What can I do? How can I mess with these dice? Let's let's mess with difficulties. Let's just uh, let's see what we can do. And it, I think it works out well because um, sometimes when you, if you're going up against an adversary, 
reducing the difficulty might be the same as as unupgrading it, and then it gets re-upgraded. So sometimes mm-hmm. reducing it is just going to put that purple right back in there, so it may not actually do anything. So tier one is really great for it because it wasn't always useful. Um, okay, but cool. It, it will also let you sometimes get those crazy effects off, but you're going to get some despair. Yeah. And you got to push the envelope. We like despair. We like to spend it. As players, too, we like to spend it. (laughs) That's what I tell tell new people. You like, don't be afraid of those red dice. Embrace Embrace it. Embrace the failure. That's right. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Fail painfully forward. So, yes. um, (laughs) Absolutely. Next question evolves around sweep the leg talent on page 16. (laughs) Mm, um, which we love the name of that, by the way. I um, why. Uh, that's a great Karate Kid moment there. Yeah. Um, any other Easter le- eggs like that in the book uh, that you? Well, let's see. So my answer to this would be, uh, if I point out the Easter eggs, then they wouldn't be Easter eggs anymore. You're right. Well, you could say they exist, though. I didn't ask but if here- they were. But here's the thing. Uh, the real answer is I don't remember. <laughs> no. You should have just say yes. And could, now everybody's going to scour gonna, the document. It's go. entirely possible because I do shit like that all the time. Uh, there you go. Perfect. The, the, so it's not creativity. It's actually laziness. Right. Jeremy, so, by the way, the Easter eggs are in the pay-for version on the Genesis Foundry. So you gotta get, uh, that's no, true. There you go. That's true. I didn't, I didn't have any many Easter eggs in the, in the free one. There you go. There's your difference. There's another. You get the Easter eggs. You get all my terrible jokes. Perfect. No, I, like to, I like to put jokes in the thing so that it just makes it easier. Yep. Right. There's nothing lights, wrong lights with a pun here and there. Yeah, man. There isn't that. No, I'm going to disagree with you there. But. <laughs> So let's see. So uh, the werewolf talent on page 17 uh-huh. says um, that it's the weakness to silver. Um, yeah. If you use silver weapons, um, have their crit rating reduced to one, which is wow. Of course, you're going against werewolves, right? Hitting them with silver. And they have a pierce value of two and vicious two against the character. Now, I can't remember whether there were any weapons that have pierce or vicious on them would you add to to the if there was already a pierce quality or uh, not increase. or in okay. yeah like increase it by two or um uh let's see i'd say sure fuck it whatever um okay. <laughs> you're going against the werewolf uh and you know you're probably gonna die so it doesn't really matter <laughs> there is that <laughs> Rule of cool, crank it up. That's right. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all about that. So uh, usually, you know, my how I rule rule most things is, uh, yeah, whatever. It's just a game. I mean, have have some fun. Cool. If uh, if it's going to be way neater for you to have your Pierce and Vicious qualities increased rather than just being set to that, then yeah, fucking go for it. Cool. Have have Pierce five and and Vicious five. Yeah. Sure. It's silver. Like it's already exactly. crazy. Exactly. I now I did the second half to this. I did notice in the adventure it was Pierce three, vicious three. So I guess to go what you said, eh, make it what you oh, want. Wait, which uh, where is this? I think in the adventure. Um, I, well, let me see. Oh, what? some of the adversaries will say that they right. Might so it says have been. Yeah, going against the adversaries, it might say Pierce three, vicious three. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's probably a typo. Um, because I had actually. Lowered those numbers after playtesting a little bit. Okay, um, cool. Uh, but against the adversaries, it's not a huge deal. 
Right. Um, but you're the GM, so you do whatever you want with those numbers. Excellent. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, so next question: uh, You, what made you create the bow hunter talent on page eighteen? This is the first time we've seen a non-combat skill used like this for a combat check. Very nice, by the way. But what brought that about? Mm, this was more of wanting bows to be more effective as to why someone would use a bow. Um, and they may not end up with ranged heavy in their life, but they're going to use a bow, right, for their survival skill. Um, uh, this is real common in Texas, right? You got people, <laughs> they don't, maybe they don't shoot a lot of rifles, but they shoot a bow and they go hunting with that bow, right? <laughs> yeah. So... Or they dive out of the back of pickup trucks with a Bowie knife like my brother. But anyhow, that's beside the point. Skeeter does that. <laughs> that We're going to talk more about Skeeter later on. Oh, right. yes, we will. <laughs> I can't wait for your answers to Skeeter. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, oh, so do you have an additional dedication talent? Page 23. Oh. Yeah. Intended to take characteristics above. They have a soft cap. I, I read the rules. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Cap is five, but is it really a hard cap? But it really isn't. It's a suggested you shouldn't take them over five. Right. So um, also dedication, you can only apply uh, one time to a particular characteristic. Right. Right. And uh, additional dedication is to not only break uh, that cap, but also the five cap. Uh, this and and in the note in the note on that um, on that talent is that it's for high level vampire play, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So this is these are your elder vampires who've been what spend the next P for decades, hundred years now, yep. uh, hundreds of years, and you know they're not they're probably going to have fives and you know sixes and maybe mm-hmm. a seven or something, right? Yeah. This is the path. This is the path to that. That's cool. Now, would you suggest uh, say what five hundred plus? earned xp for something like that uh maybe you might want to go thousand um this is this is your elder this is your elder elder vampire (laughs) yeah cool Alrighty then (laughs) uh so then uh also who was your real life inspiration for skeeter uh (laughs) the name probably from the south from south park or something this is chris's question obviously Uh, (laughs) obviously (laughs) it's It's written chris style it is (laughs) so um yeah yeah. like all great npcs uh they start out as a throwaway npc Mm -hmm. uh skeeter was just some random thing that i threw in for the players because they had to talk to somebody that was filling a hole in a street uh for the city and so um it was Skeeter Cletus the third. Uh, it was just some random redneck name that came out of my mouth at that particular moment with some outrageous accent. Uh, That's awesome. And and he just kind of got crazier every single session. Um, the players made it a point to call him whenever they had a chance, just so that I would do the Skeeter voice. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, okay, yeah. One of, the, um, one of those NPCs that your players brought to life, too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Those are the best, though. I was so. hoping Skeeter would be based on real life, a real-life person, but you know what? It could be my brother. Just well, like, so so to... here's the... The other thing is, <laughs> uh, two or three weeks ago, I went to um, a friend's birthday party, 
mm-hmm. and he had some of his friends over there. Uh, and I'm just hanging out, doing whatever, and there's this guy who introduces himself as Scooter. And God damn it, did he not just talk and act <laughs> and be exactly like Skeeter? <laughs> he goes, he goes, I shit you not, this is a real thing that he said. Let's hear it. Let's oh hear it. no man, no man. Um I, I didn't even know my real name until I was nine years old. <laughs> well, I went to high I went to school in Virginia, so I kinda that's not deep south, but that's south enough. <laughs> that's a different that's a different type of southern accent, you know. Yep. yep. It's a different kind that's... of stupid there too, by the way. <laughs> I I uh I lived in Virginia for six years when I was in the Air Force. I see that. State, old Dominion. Station. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my old Dominion sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. This is where I went to college. Nice. I went to George Mason. In uh, mm-hmm. Fairfax. Oh, look at you. <clears throat> Before you were in high school, apparently. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Graduated in 95. Next question, Chris. Next, Next question. question. All right, all right. So back to these awesome NPCs. W. Emmett Roebuck. Mm. Vampire Texas Ranger from the Civil War. Probably one of the most brilliant com- concepts that I've read in quite some time. Who, what inspired it? Now you've been living in Texas. So, it makes a little more sense, but yeah, yeah. So uh, W. Emmett Roebuck was a real person, and because he's dead, I can use his real name. Uh, uh, and so I needed some vampire, you know, for my town. But he had to like live and be in that town, and he had to blend in and be like he actually was from the town. Um, so this is a well-known person of of the town. So he's a, like a kind of a historical celebrity of of types. Like cool. uh, his his uh, headstone is still available in the in the <laughs> in the cemetery. Um, you can find little plaques about him in the town and stuff like that. So he was he was a real dude, and I'd be like, "What? That'd be crazy if this guy just got turned into a vampire and he's just still in the city." That's great. That's, that's awesome. cool. That, that that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, I have uh, actually one other question that I noticed uh, while we were sitting here recording. Um, so on page uh, thirty-one, you have a nemesis, but his um, its stat block kind of looks like he started out as a rival. If you were to, uh, and that's the Mothman nemesis. Um, you've got the skills, just you don't have any ratings for his skills. If you were to give him ratings for his skills or redo the skills there, what would you do? Because right now you just have skills, l- brawl, cool, and Ooh. resilience. Whoops. What version do you have, Tony? I have um, I have two two point four one. I do have skill ratings. In oh, you do? One. Okay. Maybe, yeah. I might have an Maybe older version. Get Jeremy. You don't. You go go out on the foundry. On. You'll have. Hold skill. on. We're, we're gonna pause this while I look up what version I have. And I hold on. I got a whole bunch of these things. So two four one is the latest. Okay. And looks like you got a brawl. I got. Let's see. Adversaries. And page thirty something. Oh, oh my. Page thirty four. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that explains it. Well, it so is. if I would put his brawl at three and his cool at two and his resilience at two, <gasps> that's amazing. 
<laughs> well done. It seems like you were reading that. Um, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Whoops. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I will download the newer version then and ask questions appropriate to that. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've created something new for uh, for something strange. You just released it this week. Yes, I got it out a little bit earlier than um, I was anticipating. Um, I was going to try and coincide with this um, this episode, but I was like, I have it done. Why should I wait? Just going to put it out there. Exactly. And that way you guys could ask me questions about it. Sure, sure. Um, so the adventure that you put up on the Foundry is called And the Stars Never Rise. And it's, uh, what is it? Uh, how many pages is that? 20 I've already closed it. Yeah, 20-ish page adventure. It seems pretty solid. What's your pitch? So let's see. Um, Drive through RPG has a little description. Uh, you and your friends were inseparable in high school, but the death of one of your group, due to mysterious circumstances, caused you all to drift apart. Now, ten years later, you start seeing news from your old small hometown in Texas of other mysterious deaths that are eerily familiar. You return home in hopes of finding a way to finally put that nightmare to rest. So this is the culmination of me running my game of something strange for the year and a half or whatever it fully ran for. This is uh, basically the distillation of all the weird whatever missteps and fucked up shit that happened, that whole thing, and I turned it into a coherent plot with things that the players can actually do and a GM can actually run. Very nice. Well done. Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, I wanted to mention, congratulations on um, Something Strange being an Electrum bestseller. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, I'm, at two, two, I'm at three titles with Electrum now. Yeah. Ooh, congrats. And Something Strange back in November was the Foundry spotlight. spotlight. That's right. Yeah, the, the, the second and last yeah. spotlight, <laughs> yeah. which is... Exactly. Uh, it's, Bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So me and Keith, forever in history, will be the only two to receive the spotlight. Um, we do know what the third was going to be. It was going to be Guillaume's uh, Inquisition oh, setting. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. We, uh, we kind of figured out how it all worked, and we knew how to get our, our titles in there. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's good. And, and I'll, have, I'll have links to, in, in the show notes to, to that article and then some of your other things, too. But, yeah, so back yeah. to the – and hopefully your adventure will – yeah. Get well, I want to make a note on that is I had an intention to uh, actually package everyone's little article up whenever they made the spotlight. I was going to package up that article into like a nice little PDF that was nicely printable oh, cool. um, because the web, the web page was not printable. And I had to do a whole bunch of work to make it so I could put it on my on my refrigerator. Um, so I was <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I was going right to that. School, Ma. Right yeah. next to crayon drawings of a train and a vampire, right? Yeah. <laughs> vampire train. That's right. Along with Peter. I don't have kids yet, so I don't have to worry about that stuff. <laughs> awesome. Uh, who said you can't have those drawings, though? You could have made them yourself. Yeah, I'm not judging. That's yeah, we're not judging. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so you pitched uh, your adventure. I did. All right. You kind of answered this second question. A little honest. bit. Yeah. So I mean your process for creating. Yeah, so I <clears throat> with all my adventures I try to it comes out of something that I that I've run in some ways. Okay. And somehow. 
So I try and do a vague outline and run that for players. And the players will either create things that I didn't think of and I'll just steal it and put it in my adventure. Um, or they'll be like, that was really stupid. I don't even know what to do with that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's out. Or they'll be like, hey, that was really awesome and I loved it and I think you're a great person and I love you. Uh, then I'll use that and I'll put that in my document. You get told that? Man, I never um, get that kind of validation. I so did not get told that. <laughs> when I was running Tomb of Annihilation for my Saturday night group. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I will say, uh, so An- Anastasia Steele, uh, who is one of the other... Um, she helps run some of the other online stuff, and she's on the Don't Despair podcast. Um, okay. She, I, I got a chance when I was in last in LA, maybe a time before last. She was also happened to be in LA at that same time. She actually lives in Korea, but she was there. And she, uh, I got a group together to run one of my play tests for "And the Stars Never Rise," um, and she was reading some one of the handouts. She goes, "Oh my god, this is really good," and I was like, "Oh, that's that's nice." <laughs> <laughs> a little warm fuzzy there. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so again, uh, the question we have uh, here put, so putting the fail forward suggestion in the adventure introduction is brilliant. Have you ever run an adventure where the players just didn't succeed at something and it really bogged it down and, and such? Um, well, yeah, uh, I think this is kind of a tenant of Genesis and Star Wars, right? You you don't want the story or the game to just stop and not go anywhere because someone failed a role. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. Usually, if you're if you're playing at the table and you've got your own fluid story in place, you can roll with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're running an adventure, you don't really have that. You can if you're the type who could just like, okay, I have this adventure and I'm just going to use this skeleton. I'm going to put all my own meat on it. But not everyone runs that way. Um, some people like to run, you know, by the book. They're going to run through this adventure exactly. Um, and so those those kind of people need uh, the extra guidance for what to do when someone fails a role. What what happens if you just just don't come up with the answer? You got to have uh, some other some other things got to happen. That's right. <clears throat> Let's see. So um, so what inspired this adventure? For you. Was it something a story you read? Pieces of things you've kind of pulled together? I know you said a lot of it was kind of off the cuff. So you might yeah. have already kind of answered that a bit, but Yeah, um, I don't know if a single thing. Um, sounds like your sounds like your players helped you create it. Just create yeah, the, new things. They really did. So cool. I I'll I like I'll that. try yeah, I'll try things and they'll respond to it in a specific way. And so I'll retcon it out. Like oh that was actually this other thing which is much cooler that's happening. That uh, <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that lame thing you thought was happening. No, not at all. This is much much neater, way more creative thing. <laughs> I just do it two sessions apart, and their memories are so bad they don't remember it. Yeah, absolutely. And I play so many games. Who I don't. Um, what we're playing Genesis or D and D? What do we play tonight, Tony? <laughs> uh, so sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, um, I think you're going to ask some of this stuff, so mm-hmm. that's fine. Carry on. Are you sure? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, all right. So the next question uh, Chris wrote here is, in Pirate Adventures, the ship is another character in the party. And uh, you have a sidebar talking about Fig Creek, the town in this adventure, is in itself a character. And that Chris sees that as very clever. What led you to that choice? So... 
a good portion of the adventure is the investigation where the players or other the characters in the game uh, go around the town and talk to all the townsfolk uh, try and figure out what the mystery is or find clues for the mystery so they're not really talking to any one person a lot but they're kind of they should be getting a feel for how the entire town operates, uh, the the specific texture and taste of this place. And I, th- I think that really makes it kind of its own character. Now, would you say that the town would have its own, say, set of motivations? I've never thought of it that way, but that is really got dang interesting. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. And, and, and the reason I, this is the, this is a question Yoink. that uh, Chris asked me earlier. He kinda, we were kind of mulling over it before we got on with you here. And one of the things I had said is this is an interesting approach because Stephen King, as a horror writer, um, has mentioned in many interviews that when he writes a small town, he gives it its own character. Yes. Uh, and gives it its own motivations, gives it its own the, 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 the hopes and dreams of the town, so to speak. And. Uh, very likely where I subconsciously got that idea. Um, there's, <laughs> cool. there's definitely a lot of Stephen King stolen stuff in here. Um, mm-hmm. Movies, I've never read any of his books, so that's whatever. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I, can't, I mean, I can't, eat, I can't read them either because it takes, he takes like three chapters to describe a doorknob. and that, that's <laughs> <sighs> But I do love his movies. So. Anne Rice is the same way. Cannot stand Anne Rice. Anyway. Yes, anyway. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Chris, go ahead with the last yeah, one here. Yeah, so so the last one here, um, I, I I like it when the suggestions of how to spend advantage and threat and successes are put in there for the encounters to make them adventure specific, right? Um, what what led you to do that, and have you done it in other adventures? <laughs> um, let's see. I don't think I did that in Brain Drain. Um, okay. I may have one or two suggestions in Brain Drain. I don't remember anymore. I write so many things. And that's things. your adventure that you wrote for Shadow of the Beatstock. Correct. Cool. I just assume that anyone that's listening to this is going to be intimately familiar with everything that I make. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they? I know. The 10 Why? people that are out there that <laughs> yeah. are listening well, to this. We now have dozens of the listeners. Dozens? Some of them are new. So. Oh, Sweet. that's true. That's good. <laughs> if, if you're new listening to this, just know that I'm kind of a big deal and they should just go... <laughs> Find all my stuff because it's the best. That's all right. right. Big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we got plenty of well, plenty of links in the show notes, which will probably take up about most of the internet. But yeah. we'll now, see. I did have I did have one other thing, and that is that you suggest in in this product that you um, that people use your expanded fear guidelines. Um, that you, I think. Yes. Oh, I do. I do. I do mention it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you've got it mentioned, I think, in a sidebar uh, that you mm-hmm. added after those came out. Um, and I was just curious, uh, where are those available? Because not everyone knows that. Oh, well, you can get all of this stuff on the Foundry. All right. So, oh, yeah. cool. The Genesis Foundry on Drive-Thru RPG. There uh, but go. to ask your question here about what led me to doing the Advantage and Threat and stuff, um, was that uh, there's not – for new players, it can be hard – to know what to do with advantage and threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost always it's going to be occurring in combat where the boost and the strain and etc. Mm-hmm. But in a narrative encounter, it can be 
a little more difficult to really get into that to really know how to spend that because most people are going to think in binary pass and fail like okay well you passed and okay your successes lead to the skill challenge okay cool um i don't know what to do with this advantage or threat this this whole little encounter is really small so there's not a whole lot of extra things that can happen for you here so i put those extra little things in some of them are narrative some of them have effect on the overall story yep and there we go just just a little a little extra helps helps out yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That that's good. Yeah, using it for the investigative parts can help them um, help them get through the investigation quicker. You know, mm-hmm. by spending those advantage and doing well on certain checks. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of the a lot of the things that I do in the advantage and threat in in the investigation uh, leads to side information. Yeah, uh, it doesn't actually have anything to do with the main story directly. Uh, it can lead to another avenue of success, though. So that's part of the failing forward. Yep. Cool. Well, excellent. Well done. Well done. Thank you. And believe it or not, we have gotten through all of our plethora of questions. Oh, my goodness. Yes, so quick. Uh, so efficient. I know. Well, mm-hmm. not really, but okay. <laughs> um, but we do have another segment of the show where we go and uh, we get to uh, try some of this on. Oh, boy. Let's do it. I made a character for this and everything. Sweet. Excellent. Welcome to Advantageous Threats. This is a section of our show where we build, roll, and adjudicate sample skill checks for our entertainment and possibly yours. Uh, This show, we'll be doing a quick round or three or whatever in an encounter designed by one of us utilizing the rules and and things from this product. So um, I'll be GMing. Chris and Scott have made some characters Mm -hmm. um so i will let you guys introduce your characters first before i bring up the uh, the little summary here so let's start with uh scott who are you playing uh let's see i am playing rupert jones uh a harvard law dropout um he will tell you that he dropped out of harvard law because he got accepted to to magician college but in truth, he, he got kicked out for different reasons. And then, incidentally, got accepted to Magician College. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. Well, his buddy, Nicholas Nick Remington, is still a law student at Harvard. Um, not really sure why Rupert isn't there. Um, think he got kicked out. <clears throat> I know he's like he's like, he told told him he's accepted to magician college. So I'm like, well, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that's who we're playing. Couple of okay. Couple of smart asses, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And so our intrepid duo of characters have been asked by a mutual friend by the name of Jessica, um, former, maybe former girlfriend or former friend in circle of friends. Who Maybe is study, currently study group partner? She is Maybe. currently studying abroad in mm. Tel Aviv, uh-huh. uh, and she has um, she's asked you to check on her elderly grandmother, 
who lives on the edge of an old forest in Massachusetts. And uh, that forested area is known as the Bridgewater Triangle. It's got some history, and you can look that up if you want, folks. But that's about an hour drive from Boston. Uh, so the pair pull up in an old beat-up pickup Chevy pickup truck. Whose truck is this? Do you guys borrow it from a friend, or does it belong to one of you? Uh, it does not belong to me. I would never drive such a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I yeah, it's it's my mine. Okay. Nick's so this pickup truck. Nick <laughs> is right, the so kind Nick. of guy that would let you throw up in his pickup truck if you need to. Ah, so, gotcha. Just in case it's tourney parties and all that. Okay, so it's a it's a late autumn afternoon, uh, and it's been about an hour drive from Boston, as I said. Um, so you guys like you waited till um, Nick's classes got done about three, four o'clock in the afternoon and you took off. So it's about five in the evening uh, when you pull up. So you see an old wire fence surrounds the property. It's like a uh, chain link fence, but it's old, uh, almost like chicken wire, almost kind of look to it. Um, Leaves fall steadily from old creaking oak, dogwood and elm trees and cover the ground. And an eerie feeling comes over the two of you as nearly a dozen or so cats at, seated at various places all around the yard, yard all turn their heads to you in unison and stare. Mm. Well, <clears throat> uh, Rupert? Well, they what can't the hell have is that? They, they can't have any of my vodka. Uh, no. <clears throat> did, did I like vodka? You think they might? Did they smell the vodka? Pretty sure they might be smelling it. Mm. If they're smelling anything, it's probably the fumes from your truck. Well, it does leak oil for sure. Hum. Well, that creeps me the fuck out. All the cats turning their heads in unison at us. Um. Let's see. Is the is the gate and now we now is this fence? Is it shut? Or were we able to just kind of pull into kind of like the driveway? Yeah, you just kind of pulled up to the you pull up to the edge of the driveway, and the mm-hmm. gate um, is wide open. Oh, okay. So I think um, I think a, a, a small check here would be appropriate to start to maybe give you guys a couple more details. So let's go with a um, perception check. It's going to be right. average difficulty. For each of and, us, no, uh, we 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 just yes, we cool. just use the honor system here. So I'll uh, I'll oh, I begin. I don't even have any dice. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> They're in my house somewhere. Okay. Uh, do you have my... a dice roller app? Yeah, yeah I got. I can there take you care go. Of it. All, right. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Perception so is based I'll ask off for of Chris's cunning, right? First. Yeah, I'll ask cunning, Chris's first. I've got then. one rank in cunning, one rank in perception, two ranks in cunning. So that'd and be at the a... beginning of this encounter, our story point pool sits at two in the players and one in the GM side, just so you're aware. All right, two and one. Now, I do have a flashlight. Would that help me? Is it? You said it's almost dark or not quite? Kind of dusk? It's, it's in the autumn, about 5 p.m., so it's still it's... fading light. It's pretty well lit. What was the difficulty? Average, I think he said. Average. Okay. All right, so I'll go ahead and roll mine then. I got a... Did, did you want any black for the darkness no. or no? Okay. No, you got your headlights on still. Oh, there also. we go. All right. Well, 
Uh, I got one success, but the one threat makes sense because the fucking cats creep me out. <laughs> okay. All right. I got two success and two threat. Oof. All right. So the one threat for you, yes, you're you're eerily creeped out, and so your next check is also going to get a setback die, no matter what it is, right, because you're just eyeing the cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott, with your single um, or your two threat, um, I'm going to give you any uh, a setback die on any occult or magic checks that you may be running, um, because this just seems like a powerful place to you mm. kind of has that feel nothing's wrong here yeah now because you guys succeeded at the check additionally you will see two vehicles parked alongside the house one partially covered in a tarp um and the it's an old cadillac the and it's like i said partially covered in a tarp it looks like one of those that um it's a really nice caddy that gets covered because of the leaves and because of the rain, they just, they have a weather weather cover for it. Okay. Uh, And it's on that side of the house is a carpool, like a lean to for cars to park under. I can't with that awning. Um, And then parked right behind it, but not under the awning is a local, uh, a, a car with a local business logo on the side. And it says, um, uh, Larry's Exterminators. And it's a car. Like this a, is, this like is a, behind everything? Yeah, this is, behi- this is beside the house. Uh-huh. Um, and hit, that car is parked be- behind the, um, in front of, sorry, to you, when you're looking at it, in front of the Cadillac. Uh, from your direction. So it's blocked that, in. Yeah, the Cadillac mm-hmm. is blocked in. Oh, okay. Um, so this the, the... is parked, like I said, from your point of view, it's mm-hmm. it's parked behind, but it's parking in front of... Massachusetts license of plates and stuff? Massachusetts license plate. Bummer. Um, Didn't buy a the computer. Car. But I might have a cell phone. Can I look up the you license might? plate number? Do you want to uh, make a computer's check with your cell phone to see if you can do that? Why not? Okay. Let's let's do it. So you're going to have one automatic setback die because you're just constantly looking away from your phone to those cats. Yeah. Yeah. So setback die here. <laughs> Who've all seen now that you're now that you've pulled up and have been sitting there for a minute? Several of them have turned away to doing whatever they were doing, like all right. playing with their own tail or <laughs> cleaning themselves or just close their eyes staring at you close their eyes still staring yeah, so on okay so forth. then all right <laughs> so uh, what kind of difficulty are we talking so i've got a three intelligence one average. in computers so average all right um and for those who've never played genesis that's two difficulty dice two difficulty dice if you're still listening mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> and um yeah i think that looks good how about you and i have that setback die too because yeah. cats. I'm happy. All right, there we go. Okay. Um. Oh, wah, wah. one advantage. All right. So, you're. Maybe I find. Maybe I find Larry's Exterminators, the website for Larry's Exterminators, and maybe get a name. Off you do. Of, and you see that his. Uh, 
Larry. Like there's a couple of pictures of mm-hmm. his um, business and the people that are in his business. And one of the pictures is of a young man, uh, probably early 20s, who's standing in front of a PT Cruiser, a car that looks like the okay. one here in the yard. Okay. Is there a name? Uh, nope. It's just, okay. uh, just like a picture employees. All right. Could be. Could be them. Could you don't know? There's no names of the people. Just Larry's provides uh, quality extermination for your rodent and other pest problems. Uh, please call for a consultation today. Our quality staff will visit you personally, and blah blah blah. Nice. There All can't right. possibly be a rodent problem in his house. Because all the cats. Right. Well, um, I think I'll. I'll put my brass knuckles in my pocket. Okay. So paranoid. Well, you know. It's an old lady. It probably You're going to beat up the old lady? Well, look at this guy. I show you the picture of the guy. Dude, he looks like he can handle himself. I mean, it's I can say. a scrawny kid. Oh, it's oh, it a scrawny kid? <laughs> a scrawny oh. kid in his mid-twenties. All right. Well, maybe not then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess we go up. I'll get out my flashlight. We go up to the front door. and Okay. So you get up on this porch, and yep. the first thing you see is there the, the couple of the cats scurry out of your way as you start okay. walking that direction. One hmm. of them laying on the railing, just laying there cleaning itself, doesn't even pay attention to you. Like, you don't even exist, silly human. Nice. And as you approach, you know, there's four short steps onto this porch, and the, as you step... Nice. the wood creaks and you see off that you couldn't see from where you pulled in off to the side on the left hand side of the porch from you is this huge intricate spider web and all over in the spider web are insects galore so it's a so it's a psycho spider it's not really hungry it like could be desiccated corpses of insects. You yeah. just this is cursory glance. Yeah, so. yeah. Hmm. And uh-huh. then that you see that the door is a wooden door and it's closed. There's a screen door that's kind of it looks Alter. like it doesn't close all the way. Okay. It's just sitting open. And there's a small cat door into the cursory. house that is there. Alright. And well, that's what you see. Dude, far. I'd so be worried if, if I were you. You're the mage, man. All these cats like well, like mage familiars, they can like totally scratch you in the face and kill you. Yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull the screen door open and knock on the wood door. Okay, you wait a moment. There's no response. No response. Is there a window? Right. There's a couple windows. It's one on the left and one on the right hand side of the door. I'll look, I'll look in the one on the left. A Uh-oh. bunch of lacy curtains. All right, well, we're here to check on this lady, right? Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. That, that gives us – I mean, you're the law student. Well, do we have we – have, We have probable cause to en- enter the place. Well, we're because, not cops. Right. So it doesn't well, matter. <laughs> right? I would say we can't, we can't get charged for trespassing. We were told right? by her – did she you email called, us? You were did, called this morning by Jessica, who's worried. Her grandmother has not answered the phone. Okay. Uh, and they always talk – uh, every couple every of day. days, yeah, 
And she has not spoken to her grandmother in two days. Okay. And um, she told you guys that uh, to pay a visit to her grandmother and just take a look around the place and see if she's maybe fallen and hurt herself or something. Okay. I'm going to try the doorknob. It is unlocked. Okay. Let's uh, slowly just kind of push that door open. All right. Hello. It sticks a bit. I'll take out the flashlight. Mrs. Whatever your name is. Um, we'll call her uh, Mrs. Arbogast. Ar- Miss Ar- Mrs. Mrs. Arbogast. We're, we're friends of your granddaughter's. What's name? I don't remember. Just, Jessica. You just said it. Jessica. We're friends of Jessica. <laughs> okay. Uh, perception check, please. Can I give him a boost eye with the, uh, with the flashlight I turned on? Uh, yes, you yeah. may give him a boost die with that. However, I'm going to add a setback die in for reasons All right. See, that I, I will do, make apparent in the future. I do have knack for it perception, so I'm going to remove that setback die. Perfect. Nice. See that, Stefan? I asked for a boost die. Missy, buddy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. And um, let's see what we've got. So your difficulty for this check is going to be four. Whoa! It's going to be a daunting check. Alrighty then. Oh, I have other gear. Oh yeah, I got my backpack. Okay. Uh, one success and three threat. Okay. Nice. All right. So you hear, um, not see. So success means you determine something's there. But you hear it, not see it. So this is why I had the setback die in there, because it wasn't visually related entirely. Um, You hear creaking of the upper floor, like someone just took a few steps. And then it stops. Now your threat. Um, I'm going to take that and grant a... uh, pair of boost dice to the next enemy to make a skill check. Oh, so there are enemies. Maybe. <laughs> the next non-player character. character non-player right. character. Sorry, the next <laughs> adversary. That's what they're called. Yep. Um, next adversary to make a check. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, Nick. So yeah. someone's in the house, really? but it seems like they're trying not to be heard. Hmm. So, when we were approaching, was there window? So two stories. There two story window house. up front. Now is this yep. a, this this porch? So there's a covering over the porch. So maybe potentially can hop out, run off the edge of the porch, it's possible into their car. Okay. Hmm. Well. Now, um, all of the when you pulled up, all of the windows that you could see all had the same kind of lacy curtains okay. drawn over them, so you couldn't see anything hmm. inside the house. All right. Well, I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna pull out my gun. <laughs> whoa! Hey, um, hey! Whoa, investi- investigators start with gun. Hey, we're not cops, but you know what? I need to protect myself. All, this all person right. is it's, not supposed to be here. It's probably still just an old lady. Probably. It's just have maybe you know maybe she's not trying maybe she's just barely moving up there, but let's if don't just shoot anything you see. I won't. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. You, 
you got to have a gun, fine. That's that's your constitutional right to defend yourself against people weaker than you. That's it's right. Fine. It sure is. <laughs> so I'm gonna head. I'm I'm heading upstairs. Okay. Well, you step into the room because right yes. now it's just him opening yeah. the door. And yeah. Oh, okay. So hold, so hold on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna push the door the rest of the way open, and mm-hmm. we're gonna okay slowly go in there and take better stock of what's going on. All right. So immediately, as soon as you um, open the door. Mm-hmm. Two cats just and they scurry past you super fast, mm. and you see where they were coming from. A pair of tennis shoes attached to a pair of feet sticking out from behind a couch. Legs, like someone laying on the ground. And they go running by. These cats go running by you, and both of you like jump for just half a second. Oh. Oh. And they run out the door, um, and then it hits you. There's a smell. It's kind of iron smell to this room. Hmm. Okay. 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 This No, it's fine. Everything's fine. Calm it- down, Nick. Calm down. It's fine. <sighs> oh, I need to put a bullet in a cat. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, these feet, any cats. so these feet are like a, somebody laying... Tennis shoes, down. blue jeans, someone laying on the floor. Yeah, or Behind sorry, nice couch. slacks. Behind the couch. Jeans. All right. Well, I, I, I'm hey, gonna. Excuse me. Hello. Hello. I'll, I'll move in. I'll move in, kind of to the side, kind of shining the flashlight around because it's probably dark in here, right? There's no lights. Mm-hmm. Is there a light switch on the wall? There's a uh, lamps. There's old-looking lamps with lacy frill all around them. Pictures all over are the they, walls. Picture, they, picture your grandmother's house. Yeah, this is you. it. Yeah. So there's dolls and stuff on the ground. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Creepy dolls. Old um, furniture from the '60s. That yeah. kind of thing. Light switch. Uh, no light switches. Just lamps. Just lamps. Are they on? No. 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 Okay. Um, I'll go kind of along the side to kind of get a get a view of the person who might be sleeping okay we hope ah oh, smells does oh, that death oh gosh yeah it kind of stinks mm-hmm. it has a rotting smell as you get closer and you shine your flashlight over there yeah and you see they're laying on their stomach but their yeah. head is facing you uh is it an old lady no it's is a it? young man in a nice polo shirt with uh, the Larry's Exterminators uh, logo on it. And then I don't at, think his at, neck should. Okay, so now is the fine time to have your gun out. Perfect. And you, you notice that he's got little <laughs> he's got little marks all around his face right. where Cast he's reading. been chewed upon. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and that. That iron smell you kind of smell was the blood mm-hmm. from. It's kind of congealed around his head a little bit. It probably mm-hmm. post mortem bleeding. Not a lot there, just All a right. small puddle. Hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna shout. So whoever's upstairs, uh, like I, you killed this guy. It's fine. Uh, we're just looking for an old lady. <clears throat> just tell us if she's dead or not. We'll go. That's right. Or if it's you, Jessica's grandmother. Um. Your granddaughter called. She wants to know what you're doing. Just just call her back, please. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> call her back. <laughs> um, 
Hmm. No response. No response, huh? Oh, God, we have to go upstairs now. I think so. Okay. All right, I, I'll, I'll lead the way. I Yeah, sure. I'll go. <laughs> All right, so you start to walk up the stairs. Mm-hmm. At this point, I need the two of you to make a discipline check, because as you walk up the stairs, I assume you're going to shine the flashlight up there? Oh, yeah. All right. That's willpower, right? Uh, yes, let's go. So will, willpower plus discipline. Um, mm-hmm. Difficulty. Mm-hmm. Is going to be. Don't have anything in that. <laughs> this is a fear check, obviously. Difficulty right. is going to be hard. That's three purple. However, mm-hmm. this thing, particularly for you, Chris, because you were, or sorry, Scott, because you were unsettled uh, earlier. This is where I'm going to impose, instead of boost dice to the next NPC check, I'm going to take those and throw a setback, two setback dice onto your check. Okay. Because so, this is something that you're not going to like seeing. <laughs> well, I'm ready for anything. Okay. So I'm going to use my once per session out of turn incidental and move one of those story points from your pool to our pool. Okay, so they're all on your side. Okay. <clears throat> and I can't spend I any for you guys you have to have on the fear check. You so. haven't spent any. All right. Alrighty then. All right. I'm going to spend one. Check. I'm going to spend one. Check. All right. So it's back on, on my side. I'll spend one on mine. Um, Tony, you can't do anything to mine, can you? <laughs> no, I cannot. Right. So Go ahead and roll yours first, Chris. I will. It may, you may be able to pass boost dice to Scott because you were uh, the first one going up. No. I'm so not going to be able to pass some boost dice. Um, <laughs> got like a couple blanks. Um, I got a net three threat. Okay. So net probably, three threat. Pew, I probably shoot at least one nope. shot. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, so using Scott's expanded fear guidelines. Oh, nice. Oh. Three threat. I see what you did. You there. are immobilized and staggered for the first turn. Nice. Oh. Love Scott, it. Scott, you evil bastard. I love it too. <laughs> You're just frozen in fear. I'm like, uh, yes. let's see. Kind of and then I myself will explain after a, Scott rolls what I you see so myself I got, a little bit. <clears throat> uh, net two threat. <laughs> net two threat. Nice. Net, you're about to be burned by your own rules here. No, Scott, I love we're it. not good at this game. <laughs> Uh, so two threat, you're going to flee. Nice. You must perform a move maneuver on your next turn to move away from the source of your fear. Right, uh, so I'm like, so <laughs> now we're going to roll initiative. And so what good. you see standing at the, um, at the top of the stairs, Uh-oh. uh, where are you? My image. Oh no, I didn't lose it. Did I? No. Oh, you have an image? I have an image. So, st- Okay, while standing at the top of the stairs <laughs> is this shadowy figure. Appears to be slim, seven feet tall, glowing red eyes, and huge wings spread out behind it. Uh-oh. Scott yeah. knows what it is. I don't <laughs> blame you for running. <laughs> but I can't really tell you that because I'm... Like, I'm doing that whole, trying to do that whole, like, FBI, you know, balance the, you know, doing the, you know, <laughs> the gun on the, um, what do you call it? I shared the, the image oh, in the Skype is. chat. Oh, um, nice. That's so, him. <laughs> yes, it is. 
for those who have not uh, read Scott's uh, product yet, it is the Mothman. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. All right, so you wanted initiative, so it would be vigilance. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, definitely vigilance. You guys were not prepared to willpower, walk up on right? a supernatural monster. Oh, hell yeah, even though I can't do anything with it. But three <laughs> success, one advantage. I got one success, one triumph. Woohoo! Which is, I guess, just the triumph. One advantage, one success, and one triumph. Now, what I do with triumphs in vigilance checks for initiative is I will allow the player to do a preparatory action or maneuver. As in run your ass off. So you make it a head start on that running, or maybe you decide as you're running to cast a protective spell on yourself. That'd be an action though, right? Yeah, a preparatory action or maneuver. If it's a simple one, I don't have a problem with it as an action. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Since I'm already fleeing in terror, I think that I will cast a barrier on myself. Okay. Seems like a appropriate time to do that. Sure does. Uh, let's see. So I am going to definitely <laughs> understand how the magic rules work because I definitely run this game all the time. So well, <laughs> barrier starts at a uh, a single difficulty. Yeah, single difficulty, and I'm going to add defense. Okay, so, I'm so that's do it as three. That's good. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reduce it by one and upgrade it once for my dangerous casting. Oh, you got that talent. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Now I'm going, I'm going to spend a oh. GM story point. Oh, no. Because um, magic. Upgrade the difficulty on this, not just because magic, but because this particular place I said earlier made you feel Ooh. eerie. Uh-oh. As if there's some sort of... There's a counterspell everywhere. Yeah. Oh, some man. sort of spell countering effect here or something. Nice. Let's see. How does this work? <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot to roll for his initiative. And, uh, vigilance, vigilance is... Willpower based or is it? I think it's willpower based. Yep. Yes, yeah, it's will. Okay. Um, I don't have it here, so it's just his willpower. So by the way, I like the I like the um, character sheet you made for this too. I might I probably mentioned that and when we gave you the fifty piece of awesome before, but I like the you know the little graphics you put on the characteristics circles. Pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. Try to make everything look as unique. So he rolled two point zero one for and his cool. that's two two successes and one advantage, so it's going to be player, uh, adversary player after we do Scott's preparatory. Action. Okay, so uh, normally it'd be three purples for my thing, but I'm going to reduce it and upgrade it, so I basically s- turned that into red purple, mm-hmm. and you're going to turn my I, other purple into a red, and so it's two reds. Now you're also running. So you're casting this while running, even though you haven't really used a maneuver yet. I'm going to throw a single setback die in there because you're running downstairs. Oh, so we were on the stairs. You were on the stairs and you were partially up them. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. This this appeared at the top of the stairs when you guys started to walk up them. Sure did. (laughs) Okay. Yellow, yellow, green, red, red, setback. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, success, one threat. Or two oh. success, one threat. Woo. All right. So a single threat on a magic check. Uh, you know, I'm just going to... Uh, I think I'll make it cost some extra strain. We're going to make it cost two additional strain. Uh, technically, that's player choice. Mm-hmm. What is? The threat. Uh, the threat. threat? That yeah. you know that's GM choice. No, you can say. Uh, let's see. You can spend the threat, and but if you if you use that option, it's it's uh, the two threat or the two strain or a wound, and which one of those is the? Oh yeah, choice. that's right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, ah. that is the player's choice. Two strain or threat. You're right. That is according to the chart. It's been a long time since I've looked at it. I use it a lot against my players, so ah, cool. That's why I know that one. Oh, All right, <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, so that's four strain total for that particular casting. Um, but that will give me an active barrier where I have uh, a range and melee defense of one equal to my knowledge. Nice. Uh, as well as reducing, it basically increases my soak by one. I got it. Okay. All right. Cool. So we go into the first round. Mm hmm. Um, and this thing at the top of the stairs, like I said, when it appeared and you shined your flashlight, you saw it just rear back. And it hissed at you, kind of. And you've got your flashlight and your gun showing at it. Yes. And good, Scott. First, continue you're to run. Frozen, continue so to run, Scott. Probably you could, be him. Yeah, you can, you <laughs> okay. can take the first one. Well, Feel free. Now they got my barrier up, and you know, girls sense of what's going on now like wait hold on gotta go save this old lady let's get back in there <laughs> i've fought a couple other little monsters that are much nastier than a stupid old mothman so <laughs> let's uh let someone go go check it out oh my no my knowledge magic is two so my range and melee defense is two not one cool right. well so you I'm, cannot I'm, I'm, it says in your own fear guidelines that you cannot move forward in this round oh right because so, i also failed the i failed that that discipline the, check so i can't even move towards this guy you can't. no so it, you're you must maneuver away from him okay let's let's do that so um <laughs> oh this is so i haven't done my maneuver running away yet so yeah i'm gonna move i'm gonna maneuver away and um and oh nothing boy. says you can't maneuver away to hide behind a couch and maybe cast a spell at it or something. That's right. Can I see up the stairs from there? It's going to be a weird angle, but you could probably see it's like knee area. Okay. Well, there's a couch with the dead guy, so... Uh... <laughs> You'll be on the other side of the couch with him when you okay. hide behind it. Awesome. Okay, so I'll, I'll jump behind the couch, so maneuver to take cover, and okay. uh, I'll see if I can just kind of... Hey, I'm going to shoot at your foot. Whatever okay. you are. Okay. So I'm going to impose four total setback dice here. And this is why. One, you're... you're he's got some. You're on yet. So um, he's got some defense, does he? I don't know. I never looked. He might. I should probably... Uh, yeah, he has I put, three. He has I put three defense, defense. I put defense on everything. I was like, he defense. Has, everything he has three defense. defense. Wow. And I'm going to... You're only seeing... a part of him so he's almost got part he's got partial cover you're only seeing him from the waist down where you're at uh behind the couch okay and i don't have any 
GM story points to upgrade, but you may feel free to if you'd like. Um, I, yeah. spent one, I spent one on my do. discipline check. Or you over? You did. It. You spent it back. I gotcha. Yeah, you spent it back. So I'm going to spend one now mm-hmm. to upgrade my thing here. So I'm going to I'm going to do. Let's see. So we three yellows. I'm going to do a magic attack. Nice. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple though. So just two normal purples, um, but one gets upgraded because of the constant. Counter nope. spell that's happening here. No, nope. it's not really affecting okay. you right here. Um, okay. All and right. I, I, my rule was that I was going to spend story point to do. That. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. So since I had none to, but he is adversary too. Ooh, Seriously. he is adversary. You're taking an attack still, against him. You're going still to doing upgraded twice. twice, and then he's got three setback plus some more. An additional one for his the fact that you can only see him okay, through part, cup. part of him through the stairs. Please, so yeah. total okay. back okay. dice. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Oh my god, so many. Ooh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so I got two success, nice. three threat with a triumph. Nice. Oh, All right. Sweet. So let's start with success. How much damage does that mean he takes? Okay. Uh let's see. So my base is three. Uh, plus two, so he takes five damage from a regular attack, because I don't have an implement of any kind. Okay, so five damage, and he's got three of that. Um, And then, with that triumph, I can actually do a critical on him. The only way I can do a critical with magic is with a triumph, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to choose to do a critical with that. I have the chart up. Please go right ahead. Okay. A D100? Nope. I, uh, oh, it's Polly. I don't know the D1C3 commands. Uh, Polly 1D100. There we go. 74. 74 uh, is an average dif- severity critical called hamstrung. The target loses their free maneuver until this critical injury is awesome. Easy. That helps. Which is, Which is uh, good because yeah. all I can see is his foot. So, mm-hmm. like, boop. And I can't yeah, move. So you like. I can't do shit. <laughs> Now that was like a force bolt of some kind or something, a wave of force. What 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 was the description? Oh yeah, of that? Uh, let's see. I should grab trappings, my trappings, trappings. My my Zenithrix. Let me see. Let me find my Zenithrix. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what magic looks like. Ah, mm-hmm. look at that. <laughs> that's right. Oh, whoops, that's wrong. I'm out of whiskey. Which I'll have the um, I'll have the show notes for Zenithrix guide to magic. By the way, in the show notes. <laughs> awesome. All right, so basic spell, Arcana with no crazy stuff. Uh, let's see, I'm going to magic arrow. I'm going to shoot little arrows of light at him. Okay. Oh, sweet. So several of those, one of them hits him right in the knee, so his adventuring days are over. Um, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> well, <laughs> couple of them. Since you rolled three threat, three of them go out and just blast the railing on the staircase. And the railing just crack, crack, crack. And then it sends splinters all raining down in the room as the railing just splinters apart. And holding it in your hand as you're frozen there with your one hand. Uh Or no, you had both your hands. Yeah, I had had like a flashlight. Yep. All right. So the railing just kind of leans over into you. Okay. As it comes loose from, was probably not really all that well secured anyway. It's yeah, an old probably house. Not. Probably not. So, 
It just mm. blasts the railing to practical nothingness. Sorry. That'll turn the stairs into difficult terrain. Nice. It's losing its free maneuver anyway. It's turning. Well, see, the Mothman goes next, and he has this little ability called time dilation. Yeah. In which he may perform a second maneuver each turn without spending traits. So he gets a second free maneuver, so he just gets that one. Yep. So you see the like the immediately the area around him just kind of turns all fuzzy mm-hmm. and the room kind of feels like it gets the like gravity gets heavy in mm-hmm. here as he activates that but because you're shining that light in his eyes yeah with your flashlight he's like ah, yeah, brings up one wing and the other are the long unnaturally long arm comes out the other direction and slashes down the stairs at you as he walks, takes a few steps forward nice. to get to you. Does so that... he maneuvers from short range up the stairs into engaged range with you and will... And will attack? Will attack. So okay. he is using a brawl attack, so he has two yellow dice and a green die for brawl, according to his stat block. Cool. Um, this is a claw attack, and because he has light sensitivity, he's going to have two setback dice. Mm-hmm. Um, I need a couple purple. Can I since the don't, don't since the railing since the railing you said is leaning into me? Do I get like maybe a setback dive? Could you give him a setback dive for that? For cover, get for cover. kind of a Partial little bit of cover. cover. Yeah. Um. That's that'd be generous, I suppose. <laughs> um, however, you're kind of frozen, so I think he deserves a boost dive too. Sure. <laughs> And um, why don't you, um, if we have a story point, I'd really like you to you upgrade have two that. Of them. All right, yeah, let's okay. upgrade that. I want to see a despair, right. Tony. Let me change that to Maybe. one on the player's side, two on the GM side, and here we go. Out come his nasty clawed hands, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, all the setback dice you gave me did nothing, and your upgrade did nothing, and the purple die was nothing. Seriously, no negative dice results. So You're cheating bastard. I had. <laughs> Three successes with three advantage. Um, okay, then. So his claws are going... Yep. This claw is going to do seven damage with pierce two. All right. I have... I have a brawn of two. Armor gives me one soak. So I'll just have a soak of two. You'll, you'll be able to pierce one point of the armor. So I'll be able to soak two of the, what, seven? Seven. Uh, minus five. All right. Ow. Ow. Okay. And then he also had three advantage, which is enough to activate his critical on his claw, so he will crit you. Of course it did. And I rolled a 62, which is a severity two average critical. Mm -hmm. Slightly dazed. You are disoriented until this is... So when his claw comes across, he kind of overleans just a little bit, and the meaty portion of his hand hits you right in the temple and dazes Uh. you. Days. And his claw rakes the side of your head, doing all that damage. Ow. Oh. All right. So on your turn, you are immobilized and staggered. Yep. So I still bleed. in fear. I can still bleed, so, though, right? Yeah, you can't bleed. That all does right. not take That's a maneuver. That's an incidental. That's an incidental. I'll take an incidental and bleed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm uh, done. <laughs> and we go to round two. Huh. Well, let's see. I'm, I'm, t- uh, so it's PC, right? It yes, is a PC. first PC. Uh, you All can right. sh- 
you can maybe let uh, Nick shoot, yeah. or you can do something. Because it looks uh, like Nick is in melee with the guy now. I am. With the thing. I am. Um, you know what? I I think I've got the pistol right there. He's. I'm, I think I'm just going to shoot him with the pistol. Okay. So I'm thinking that's a, that's going to be two. It right, is a single. Average. It's normally a single normally difficulty, single. but it adds one using a ranged weapon right. in engaged combat. So, so yeah, let's it's, see. It's so two. Ranged, rank one, three agility. Okay, so a yellow, two green. And you said it had three range defense. Yes, he does. And I'll add my setback die because I'm. you said I'm dazed, which gives me a... So disoriented, right, until it's healed. Oh, my cats are going to love that die. I I just gave him a die. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Now, I do have a hair trigger on this thing, which means I get to add a success, but I also add a threat to the first combat check I make with it. Okay. Um, I'll take a maneuver to aim. And that's my pool. All right. Oh, and and uh, he's got adversary two, you said, right? He has adversary two. Oof. All right, this and, is going to be great. So this thing's right in your face. He's clawed you. He's, uh-huh. like, right there. You've never seen anything like this. It's the most supernatural thing you've ever seen. Right. I'm going to go ahead and spend one of my GM story points in upgrade and give you a third die, this one being purple. Perfect. All right, so I have a yellow, two green, a blue, four black, <laughs> two red, and a purple. I got this. Yep. Sure right. you do. Totally got this as I drop one of the blacks on the floor, but here we go. All right. Here all those dice, everybody. Down, waiting for you to get them like that. Oh, fudge nuggets. All right, here we go. This is not good for... This is going to be good for Team Evil, for sure. <laughs> um, let's just say I have four failures, <laughs> an advantage, but a despair. <laughs> so four failures an advantage and a despair yes so your failures mean the bullet goes wide yippers advantage um you want the despair first to give you an idea what you want to do with it yeah why not <laughs> okay maybe i could yeah uh you lose your footing on the stairs and you're gonna fall and take a level of falling damage all right. Because you fall right over where the railing would be. You kind of yeah. leaned into it a little bit. That's true. Not knowing. You're being disoriented. You leaned yeah. into it thinking you could brace yourself against yeah. it to get that shot off. And all of a sudden it just cracks the rest away and falls off gotcha. and you fall off with it. So well, you're going to take a level of falling damage, which is going to be five wounds, five strain. Well, I'm wondering if I could use an advantage to maybe have a, the you know recliner was right there <laughs> that I fall on breaks my fall a little bit maybe I take two less on each of those for an advantage sure three advantage I don't mind that three and three so th- three right. and three yep all right but I'm on my ass yeah you ground. fall in a recliner with part of the railing kind of entangled with you yeah so I'm but. so I'm looking so so then I kind of look to the side um I don't think that's grandma I don't know if she's up there um Ouch! And then it's its turn, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, with its 
um, with its other hand, yeah. it now you now see that it's dragging something along behind it Uh-oh. with its other hand, and it kind of pulls it up and just throws it down at you guys. Both oh, one of you. Throw a dead old lady at us. Oh, no. Yes. I think it's, it's... This thing is throwing a dead old lady at you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... <laughs> How I did have... you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Four letters. So, G-T-F-O. <laughs> so the first... Uh, and also, it's going to use its incidental to... You hear this reverberating, deep husky whisper in your mind Jessica and it throws the old lady at you guys alright at you uh, particularly Chris yeah. so at, uh, at Nick um, so uh, that's going to be your short range that's one purple difficulty Yep. this is an improvised weapon so I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and throw a uh, couple setback dice in there for that yep. and I don't see that as an unreasonable reason for you guys to upgrade um, do you have any range defense uh, yeah, because I'm prone, I think I get one setback you do. on that. Yep. Uh, but other than that, no. Unless okay. the recliner. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, no, that's it. So for improvised weapon, it's a brawl check. But I think okay. this is more agility kind of throwing it. So should I use agility for this instead of brawn? Or so it's just lifting a body brawn? Well, I'm thinking it's yeah, probably brawn. I think it's probably brawn. Yeah. All right, we got it. All Could right, be so a right range now. light, range light with brawn, maybe. And did you did you say you were going to spend a story point to upgrade? Um, I can't recall if you said no. That. I didn't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Looks good to me, Tony. <laughs> All right. So wow, can... failure, 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 failure. I have. Nice. Four failures, which cancel out all my successes. So just two advantage. Nice. That's what you get so, for throwing a grandma at me. You mollywhopping <laughs> me with a grandma. Come on. So <laughs> it misses you with her, but mm-hmm. the sight of her mangled body coming at you is just going to unnerve you. So yeah. my three net advantage, yeah. I'm going to impose um, a setback die to the next player to roll and a setback die specifically to, to Nick. Okay, perfect. Mm. Come on, I could see, like... Because the unnerving sight of dead, mangled granny flying mm. through the air. All right, well, so not now to mention is... this thing yelling, Jessica, uh, while he's well, doing it, too. Jeez, that freaks us out, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Rupert's turn. Okay. Let's see here. Uh... <laughs> The first thing I want to do is leave. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you heard you heard Ned say GTFO, <laughs> get the fuck out. Gonna <laughs> uh, Sir Robin the shit out of it. Bravely uh, run away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So we now know uh, the state of Jessica's grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we can accurately report on that. Um, we weren't asked to do anything else here. Uh, certainly not asked to kill any monsters or mothmen. Um, Correct. Correct. So, uh, let's see. I have not actually been hurt yet, though. Um, but I am getting low on strain. So, I'm gonna... 
I'm gonna see what we can do here. All right. Okay. We're not in horrible danger yet. So let's I'm gonna I'm gonna press it, you know. I'm not unused to weird things. You have one more round before I leave this in a cliffhanger or you guys get away, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna roll some some dice here. I'm gonna I'm gonna hurl some more arrows at it. Nice. Uh, actually, can I do? I'm gonna try and do a little. Uh, attack with. Attack. Want to kill it with fire? It is he hamstrung. Is a moth, after all, and it is hamstrung too. So. I can't really move it as right now. Hey, do you guys know? Um, do you guys know how to tell when a moth farts? <laughs> No, seriously. I'll go ahead. I It'll don't know. fly in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're so I'm gonna, you have some <laughs> wonderful dad jokes, Chris. I love it. I have a few. I'm going to add destructive to my thing to give it oh. some pierce. Nice, nice. Um, awesome. And we'll get two pierce from this attack. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, yellow, yellow, green. I'm going to spend one of our story points here to upgrade. Yes. So I get yellow, yellow, yellow. Um, okay. It's at short range, so that's only one purple, but it gets upgraded, and a purple gets added, and he still has... Adversary. Adversary, and... Two. His three setback. Yes, sir. Okay. So right now, as it is, all the story points are in the GM pool. Ooh, okay. Wonderful. Neat. <laughs> yeah, neat. <laughs> oh, I get some wild rolls on this one. Okay, <laughs> That's what I love so, about Genesis. <laughs> so, first off, one success. All right, so I hit um, doing four damage with two pierce. Um, I have three threat. Um, I have a triumph. And I have a despair. Awesome. All right. (laughs) So, one success, or sorry, multiple successes there led to how much damage? With Pierce, two. Uh, Pierce, four. Pierce, four, sorry. No, he said said four damage, I think. Four Four damage, damage, Pierce, two. Pierce, two. All right, so Pierce, two, only soaking one, so he's going to take three more, so he's taking five total wounds. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got ten more. Uh, yep, according mm-hmm. to the stat block. <laughs> he's still got ten more. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I would like to use my triumph to critical him again. Okay, so plus ten for the uh, additional crit. Yeah, he's still, uh, um, what do you call it? He's still hamstrung, too. So. He's still yeah. hamstrung. So yep. this is good. So I rolled a 78, so that becomes 88. All right, so 88, he is uh, another average uh, two-difficulty severity check, uh, crit. Compromised, increase the difficulty of all skill checks by one until it is healed. Ooh. So you, whatever this looks like, it hits him and just shreds one of his wings. Awesome. See, I did destructive. Razor Maybe. wires. Tons of tiny little razor wires come it shooting out of my fingertips. It spreads his wing. That right wing just goes flying all over the place. So, in pieces of shadowy 
billowy, mothy fiber. <laughs> awesome. <Okay. clears throat> All right, so that was the bottom of round two. Oh, wait. No, no. We still have got, a despair. Uh, and three threat. So, <laughs> the three threat is... Uh, yes, this uh, this is magic, so it needs the special magic chart yeah. for three threat. Now, three threat... Uh, <laughs> I like that. So the spell is slightly more powerful than expected. Oh. And you... When you launch this thing, um, like, the razor wire just goes flying all across the room. And it hits that whole Sorry, side Nick. of the whole <laughs> side of the room, including Nick. What so Nick, fuck? you're gonna take four damage as well. Alrighty then. Pierce two, you said? Yeah. Pierce two. Oh shite. Alright. Wonderful. <laughs> it's like Razor wire buckshot just went flying across the room. Took a <laughs> took out a few pieces of old granny too. Now the despair though. The, the reason why this place was so hard to cast magic in, you feel it. The spirits of something ancient start bubbling up from the ground. You can hear it, you can see it as one of the hands, a skeletal hand shoots up through the floorboards. Time to go. It's got it's got <laughs> this old ancient looking turquoise bracelet bracelet on it. Oh. This how this house was built on an Indian, Indian. burial. Of course. <laughs> oh man. Okay then. Some disrespect to the native people to do that. Oh. They're not going to like interloping people's like yourself being on their land all right nope. so um yeah uh we go back uh, we go back to the top first player in round three this is the last round all right because well, sample encounter let's see considering nick has two wounds left i think yeah why don't I'm you gonna, get out of here i'm gonna run okay. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna run to the truck <laughs> okay turn it on <laughs> all right well you're gonna cover some range yeah. So you, well, I'm on the guys, ground, uh, so I'm going to do one of those, like, backwards, I don't know, somersault things and kind of just get, just run. Come so on, gonna, let's get the fuck out of here. That sounds like a coordination check. Sure. <laughs> Why Because you're kind of, you're on a recliner on your back with chunks of staircase yes. railing on you. Yep, I'm just going to, yep. And you're just going to try and back. Flip off the chair and I'm, kick the thing off and start running. I'm gonna try. I think that's a daunting Co- coordination check. Wow, daunting. Yes. Okay. You got a railing on you, and you're laying upside down in a recliner. I know. You know, you know how hard it is to get out of a recliner upside down. Hey, how much of how much of that razor wire took out the railing? No. Come on, Tony. <laughs> Some of it. Some, Some of it. it. <laughs> All right, daunting. All right, so that's three. Three green versus your four purple. Yeah. Oh, and because uh, I'm a jerk GM, yep, I'm going to go that. ahead and upgrade that and give you guys a story point. All right. Sounds good. All right. Here we go. And I have nothing to help me here. Let's see. Yep. Nothing. Here we go. Um. Well, hey, I succeeded, though. <laughs> succeeded with... One, hey, one simple success and a threat. Okay. 
Then I'm just going to move as far as I can. The threat is um, it takes some of your strength to throw that railing off of you. Yeah. So take take two, take two strength, please. All right. Now, uh, one maneuver gets you up, or the coordination check gets you up. Yep. You flipped over. Yep. And I'm going to run out. Okay, so you were at short range from him when you started. Well, I don't care. I don't, I don't care for him. How close am I to the fucking truck? <laughs> That's what I care about. <laughs> the, the truck is at the second part of long range. All right. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to spend two more strain and run there some more. <laughs> You'll get almost to the truck. Yep. You're like, you can put your hand on the hood as you get. Well, it's one of those things where, so my intention is, well, this is probably the last round anyway, is getting into the truck, driving it, swinging the door. Actually, it's a pickup truck, right? Yeah. Fuck it. That's all right. I'll go towards the door, and hopefully my buddy can jump in the back. And... There you go. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to spend a uh, story point uh, for us to have left the keys in the ignition. Very nice. All right. It. So we're back to all the story points being on my side. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So he Car will go next. Too, right? Keys in ignition yes. and running. Awesome. So right. he will go next. And <laughs> fortunately for Scott, that hampering knee, the air, the magical arrow to the knee, does make it so that he only gets most of the way to Scott. Mm-hmm. So he is at short range from you. He goes the rest of the way down the stairs, comes around the banister, which is still there for some reason, uh, and <laughs> starts coming towards you, and his clawed hands are reaching out. But I had to use all of my actions to get there. So mm. he is... He has moved into a gateway. So one maneuver to get from medium to short, and then he could spend his action to maneuver to get into um, well, he can't engage take, range. He, he can't take free maneuvers, right? He gets his one from his time dilation. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, he I see. I got you. He normally gets two plus if he wants to spend. In this case, he gets one plus cashing in his... Too strain for his uh, to get to Scott, and then he can attack. Yes, that's what we'll do. I forgot. <laughs> All right, so he is going to get that clawed hand out and just swipe swipe out at you while there, Rupert. All right, so um, I think he's very, very badly wanting to hurt the mage who blasted his wing off. So I'm going to go ahead, spend a story point, and upgrade. So it's back to players with one, but you can't spend it this turn because I just used it. Mm-hmm. Two purple difficulty for melee. Do you have any defense? Good I have two melee defense. Two defense. Well, and that includes barrier the barrier. Yep. Nice. Okay. All right. So, could the name. So, just uh, three yellow dice, two purple, and two black. Uh, I'm not kidding. If I could show you this with my camera, it's two triumphs. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Oh, 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 turn it down. Pull it, pull the thing towards you just a little bit. No. Okay. Well, anyhow, (laughs) close enough. So, uh, two failure cancels out two of those successes. It had three originally. So one success, two triumphs, two threat. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Hmm. Wrong doc. So one success is what? 
One success is going to be five damage. That's fine. Uh, that is Pierce two. So I have essentially two soak after it pierces some of my soak. So, um, so I'll take three damage. That's yep. fine. I can survive this. Now for my two triumphs. Um, so, yeah, I really want to double Snap triumph. his neck. Oh, no. <laughs> He's a guest. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Dick GMs, man. Come on. You said, um, you, you, said you, you don't... Did you have a magical implement on you that you were yeah, using? Yeah, uh, my um, uh, charm bracelet of defense. Yeah. All right. Of shield. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you brought that up in defense. Yeah. And I'm going to spend both triumphs to just, when he claws you, that thing just shatters into pieces. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay. And the pieces of it go falling to the floor, and one of the zombie hands just grabs a hold of the couple of pieces of it. <laughs> you said he had two threat? Uh, two threat. Uh, I'm going to use that to perform one free maneuver as an incident. Yeah. It's an incidental nice. response. Yep. So uh, I'm going to tuck and roll out the way as it slashes at me. <laughs> All right. So you, you get the around door. the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're long range from the you're last to go, aren't you? Yep. Uh, yeah. Long range from the car, or sorry, now you're medium range from the now car. Medium range. So yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna book it. I'm gonna maneuver, spend a to move towards the car, and then action for my other maneuver and get up to it inside it if I can. Cool. You will be able to get into the car. You driving, jumping, running past him, and getting in the driver's seat. Or are you? Oh, he's not in there yet, huh? I'm oh, like... he's 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 halfway. So this kind of all happens at the same time. He's, yeah, yeah. When you're running outside, you're overtaking him, and his hand, <laughs> like as soon as you get in the car, his hand is touching the hood. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, since <laughs> I have no driving, no, I'm not driving this thing. <laughs> so you're gonna jump in the passenger seat. Uh, yeah. Right. Just right. expecting him to be right behind me. Mm-hmm. And because of the Mothman's light sensitivity, he's not going to follow you guys because the sun is still setting. So you oh, guys boy. get away. Wow. <laughs> so, end, end of encounter. Oh, oh. Nice. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, that was pretty fun. Right. Well done, Tony. You're welcome, gentlemen. All right. And now we're going to close down Advantageous Threats and we're going to move on to the ending of our show. All right, folks, that's our show. So uh, at the end of our show, we normally give a shout-out to somebody on the Nerds International Network. Today we're choosing good old Matthew Jones over at Imaginary Ramblings Podcast. He's just reformatted over there. Um, He does a podcast about just about everything role-playing and also kind of West Virginia pop culture. uses, you know, does a lot of different things. Um, Mm -hmm. Go give Matt a listen. He's a good kid. He's our resident um, millennial in our uh, group of uh, That's right. old farts in the Nar- Nerds International Network. So give him a listen. That's right. Chris, do you have any important reminders for anyone? Upcoming events? I like don't that? think so. I really don't. But um, 
Scott, it was great meeting you, man. I'm glad you came yeah, on. Yeah, you too. This was, this was super fun. Cool. Is there anything you'd like to plug yeah. for people to check out or whatever? Um, maybe um, your, your podcast? Yeah, Don't Despair. Um, awesome. We only have four episodes. Uh, there's too many of us to like record all the time, so it's been months since our last episode. We'll see if we get another one or not. Uh, but the important thing that's coming up is the Gamer Nation Con. Uh, first weekend of April in oh, yeah. like three weeks. So it's in Plano, Texas. If you can make it out to that, you can play a game with me in real life. Nice. And yes. that's run by the D20 radio folks, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Uh, so yeah. Darren's Keith, trying to get us to go maybe next year. So we'll see. Yeah, you should definitely do it. Uh, Keith Kappel's going to be there. Um, Tim Huckleberry. Uh, me. Uh, we just got word that maybe Sam Stewart is going to make an appearance as well. Oh, cool. Oh, um, nice. So it's going to be a whole little big reunion of all the cool people. Awesome. That make this stuff. That's right. <clears throat> okay. Do you have any uh, like contact information if people have any other further questions about your products or anything that you'd like to share? Anything like that? Um, let's see. Find the Facebook group. Find the Discord group. You can talk to me directly. I'm always sharing stuff. Uh, I don't really have a website. I'm Drainsmith. I'm Scott Zumwalt. You should know who I am by now. That's right. You're everywhere. You go anywhere, Genesis, right. and you'll find you. And if you're listening to us, you should know who we are and where we're at. You can get a hold of us, though, at findingthenarrativepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, talk to us uh, uh, on Nerds International or in the Finding the Narrative uh, pages on MeWe. Uh, we have a Twitter feed. That Stefan monitors like a hawk, even though he's on vacation. Um, mm-hmm. It's at FTN underscore Genesis. And uh, you could talk to either him or I over on Facebook, which is how we coordinated with Scott. Um, and we talk to several listeners over there all the time. So um, this is Tony saying, tell a great story and spend some story points. Scott, you got something you want to say? Um. Just make some game stuff. Put it out there. Excellent. Um, well, this is Chris saying, remember the rule of cool. And um, try not to freeze up on the stairs. <laughs> and uh, just have just have fun. That's what it's all about. Thanks again right. for joining us there, Scott. Hey, thank you. Good night, all. Good night. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.